This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um, um, that's how I'm going to stay. Wow. Welcome back to the War Room. It's the 15th. It's Wednesday, the 15th of February. We're halfway through this one, baby. Uh, that is jaw-dropping Steve Cortez. I mean, the, yeah. he's a very brave young man. And, right. the, and, the, and, the, and his turnaround has been nothing short of miraculous. But right. correct me if I'm wrong, brother. Was this not the most covered story for two weeks right. around when it happened? Given, given not just him and how dramatic it was. I, mean, I was watching the game live. It was incredibly dramatic how they saved him sure. all that. Every single tiny piece of this story was covered into its total depth, not just by ESPN and the sports networks, but by major news networks, CNN, MSNBC, right. Fox, everybody all over it. How did we just have that right there, sir? Right. And, and by the way, it was hard to watch, wasn't it? And, and let me be clear, by the way, I'm not in any way blaming DeMar Hamlin because he perhaps has been put in an impossible spot. Okay. I'm blaming the corporate media for a total lack of curiosity, for a dereliction of duty regarding any journalistic pretense to get to the bottom of this story. And I'm certainly blaming the NFL and perhaps other organizations, including public health authorities like Fauci. And let me tell you what I mean by that. But first, just as a, as a preface to this, you know, for folks out there in the audience who might not be sports fans, realize the power of the NFL and just how ubiquitous it is in American life. You know, I'm probably like a lot of people in the audience. I absolutely love football. I loathe the NFL. But nonetheless, the power of the NFL, of the top 100 TV programs of last year of 2022, 82 of them were NFL. Okay, that's the power and reach of the NFL. Now, this incident, this tragedy, it occurred on a Monday night game. So national television audience watches an athlete at the absolute peak of, of physical condition in a relatively routine tackle by NFL standards collapse, collapse into massive cardiac arrest and very nearly die. In all likelihood, would have died if it were not for, for extremely expert medical care being right there on the scene. Now, uh, it, it received a ton of attention as is warranted, but what has received almost no attention from corporate media is asking the critical questions of why did this happen to him? For example, is it a congenital issue? If it is, that's relatively easy to explain, okay? And maybe this young man, unfortunately, can't play football again, okay? What the media tried to do, though, was set up a diversion, and the NFL tried to set up a diversion. And they claimed it was this extremely rare incidence called comitio cordis, only that explanation doesn't hold water at all, okay? Now, that didn't stop Tony Fauci from going himself on national uh, TV, even though he had never, uh, had, had never inspected, uh, had never done any care over 
uh, DeMar Hamlin. It didn't stop him from claiming definitively on national TV that it was Commodia Cordis. But if you look into the incidents, very rare incidents of Commodia Cordis, you find that it happens overwhelmingly to very young men, to teen boys, and from a high-velocity projectile like a baseball or a hockey puck into the chest of underdeveloped teen men. Okay, that's that's the reality of Commodia Cordis. None of that exists here with DeMar Hamlin and the NFL. So again, we don't know what happened. I, I realize a lot of folks in the audience are understandably very, very suspicious that the Vax has a role to play here. I have no idea if it did or didn't. Nobody yeah. knows that. But, but here's the reality, Steve. But let's go. But let's, the corporate media yeah. won't even ask the questions, right? And when it did ask a question no, there, no, Michael Strahan, but, he just said, okay, we'll just move along. But hang on. And we're but, not going to pressure the NFL. No, no, no. But let's hit the rewind for a second. Of course, the corporate media, the producers gave this to Strahan. They didn't even think, they thought it was so perfunctory to have him tell, talk about it. They clearly didn't work, work it through him before the show. They gave Strahan the question. This is a tee up. Just toss it to him, and we'll get the whole story. That was, that was shocked. This shows you corporate media has absolutely no interest in the real answer, right? As soon as right. they wanted to cut away as soon as the young man sat there and goes, well, I don't really want to get into it, right? Now, what, this is the NFL's responsibility. This is not the right. Buffalo Bills owners. This is not the Buffalo Bill coaches. This is not – uh, Mr. Hamlin, right? Th- this is, and it's not ABC, or it's not uh, the, the uh, Strahan and his producers. This is the National Football League needs to come forward and be blunt about this. Uh, am I incorrect in that, Steve Cortez? No, you're 100% because here's the reality, here, and here's the quandary for the NFL, for anybody who's being rational about this entire situation, is that the, if the NFL cannot provide an explanation, okay, if football is that dangerous, uh, that it can be deadly in an instant to someone in peak physical condition, then guess what? We shouldn't be playing football, okay? So the the NFL is really actually in a logical box here. Now, unfortunately, corporate media won't hold the NFL's feet to the fire. Why? Because where are their incentives? Their incentives entirely because of of 82 of the top 100 programs of last year being NFL, their incentives are completely to cater to and to coddle the NFL. Why? Because it's so valuable, because it's such a valuable franchise for television. It's one of the last things on broadcast television that really, truly matters, right? Where people really show up and watch. So the incentives are completely, unfortunately, misaligned, and especially when it comes to the sports media. The sports media, uh, you know, just absolutely slobbers all over the NFL uh, in an attempt to, to please the league. But the reality is well, there's something it's, going it's, on here, Steve, yeah. and the American people naturally have questions, and the American people are naturally concerned. Right. And it's not in any sense, you know, for example, we know factually, we know that excess deaths Outside of COVID deaths, excess deaths have, consi- have have risen considerably and stayed stubbornly high. Now, three years into the pandemic, what is the explanation for that? A lot of folks out there naturally have suspicions that it's regarding the vaccine. We don't know that. But here again, the total lack of curiosity from the corporate media. When you have several thousand excess deaths every single week in America, and there's no conclusive explanation for that, in normal times, Corporate media would be all over that story trying to get to the bottom of it. But why are they not? Well, one of the reasons might be, might be that Big Pharma is one of the biggest, if not the biggest advertiser 
for the legacy media, uh, particularly for cable news. Okay, so a total misalignment uh, of incentives and a total conflict of interest regarding corporate media. But Steve, lives are at stake here potentially. And so these questions absolutely have to be asked. Okay, the other one that's kind of slipped through, and, and only I think War Room and a couple of other people are talking about it, is is the CDC now put the vax for the kids on on right. the uh, on the requirements list? And it's, it's it's the recommended list, but as you said, I think it was you yesterday said that recommended list is taken by I think twenty four states as like holy writ. It's sure. it's mandatory for the schools. That's right. something that's not being covered by anybody. Correct. Correct. No, and listen, the, the, the recommendation from the CDC, particularly in the blue jurisdiction, it might as well be a papal bull, right? Okay, uh, that will come ex cathedra from Tony Fauci and his ilk. And the blue states will use that as a justification. Believe me, I'm warning the parents in, in blue jurisdictions, this is coming your way. Now that the CDC has officially added these new treatments, these new so-called vaccines to the child vaccination list, it is going to be mandatory for your children. So the time to organize, the time to take action is right now to preclude this for the coming school year. Because here's the thing, Steve, even if you believe in these vaccines, okay, and I certainly do not, but even if you do, any reasonable, logical person would say, but you know what, given the kids are not vulnerable, thank God, are not vulnerable to dire effects of this virus, you never give medicine, you never give any preventative treatment to people for a malady that does not materially affect them, okay? That's just a precept of medicine. It's just a logical and ethical foundation, okay? The idea that we're going to force, perhaps, um, and at the least from, the, from public health authorities, strongly recommend these medicines, these treatments, for children who are not vulnerable to the virus Steve, that is an atrocity. It's an outrage. And it's clearly only being pushed by a compromised public health apparatus at the direction of big pharma. That's the reality. First, do no harm. Steve, let's let's pop into the let's pivot and talk about the lived experience of the American people in the economy. Sir. Sure. So the economy, you know, unfortunately, we got terrible news. We talked about it a bit yesterday, but I think it's worth, you know, further inspection on inflation. The uh, the corporate media here, once again, has failed in its duty and wants to sell us on a, a narrative, right? That inflation has suddenly cooled and it's no longer a problem, just as they told us as it was building, that it was all transitory. That was a lie. Uh, and now we got really bad news yesterday about a material uptick in inflation, uh, that this situation is not under control, that the Fed doesn't have things under control. And you know who believes that? Don't take Steve Cortez's word for it. Let's take the bond market's uh, verdict on this so far. So if we look at chart number one, this is the yield curve. This is the two-year versus 10-year treasury yield. And this chart that I'm showing you there goes all the way back to the 1970s. I have more than four decades of data there. And I, I highlight, for those who are watching and not just listening, I highlight in the yellow there, that is zero. That is zero percent. As you can tell, for almost all of history for the last 40 years, the yield curve is positive, meaning longer end rates are higher than shorter end. That is a normal yield curve. It's how the bond market normally functions. It's how it should function in a proper economy. On a few occasions, and they're notable because they're generally times of enormous economic stress, like the 0809 recession, um, like the dot-com bubble, like the 1987 stock market crash. On these kinds of outlier occasions, the yield curve has briefly become inverted. This current inversion is not brief at all, Steve. And just yesterday, following the CPI news, we reached a new low for the yield curve at minus 83 basis points, meaning almost a full percentage point 
uh, two-year yield above 10-year yield. It's the worst it's been, the worst inversion since the early 1980s, which was the last time we had this kind of inflation. So what that signals to you is, if you're not somebody who watches the bond market historically, and if you, don't, if you, if you find bond math kind of mystifying, which I do understand, what this signals to you is there, there is enormous stress in the system right now. Uh, there is enormous worry from bond investors who historically, at least, have been the most institutional, the most, most mathematically based, and the most prescient investors in the world, whereas stock investors uh, tend to be a bit more, shall we say, emotional over time. Bond investors uh, are, are more important for the direction of the economy. And, and part of why they're feeling this way, Steve, I'd like to get into the food prices if this is the right time. Yeah, but it's a total, by the way, the 10-year bond, as everybody knows, the audience knows now, controls your life. This right. is a full rejection of, the. this is the money speaking. The money right. has fully rejected, essentially, the Biden business plan. Is that a, is that a general way to, let the, to tell the audience what's yes. going on? Correct. Correct. This is this is an absolute bond market revolt. And remember, the think of the bond market as essentially the banker. The banker is revolting against the customer, the customer being the government of the United States, a full bond market re revolt. And this is why the interest rate, the debt service situation for the United States, our debt, which was always problematic and always too big, it becomes an absolute crisis now because of this yield curve inversion that we're talking about. Christ. Pivot to food. Talk, talk to me about the lived experience yeah. of Americans. So food uh, prices. And by the way, CBS, I don't often give them credit. They did some really good reporting here. Uh, and and they, they talked about a hunger cliff. I think this is really important. A hunger cliff is looming because 32 states in America, which have been paying enhanced food stamps, very juiced up, um, uh, more generous food stamp allowances than before because of the pandemic. Okay, that started in 2020. It is just about to end. It has to end in March. Right now, Steve, this is what the CBS report says. A family of four is going to see a $328 month per month cut to their food stamp allowance. An elderly person who's getting the minimum is going to go from $281 a month to only $23 a month. That map there shows in the dark green, those are the states that are about to cut the food stamp allowance. The reality is, unfortunately, right now, 42 million Americans are on SNAP, which is the acronym for food, what is colloquial known as food stamps. That is 6% higher than it was in 2020. Steve, the reality is these people are being taken off food stamps at a time of double-digit food inflation in the United States. Incredibly dangerous. At, 20, at 23 bucks, you can buy a couple of dozen eggs, right? And where we are right now. Short break. Cortez, just hang with me. Uh, I know you got to go, but I need you for a couple of minutes. I got Brat. We're going to go to England and Europe and talk about the Scottish Prime Minister dropping out because of her pronouns. All next in the world. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable.
Rich Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um, if you think this has been intense, the next last couple of days is going to get even more intense. Make sure also you're part of the live audience at CPAC. Go to cpac.org slash room. You get 47 bucks off the general admission ticket. You also get to be part of, you get to go everywhere and you get to be part of the live audience. And we're going to be doing all kind of other stuff, breakouts, get to know you one-on-one, all of it. So make sure you go to cpac.org today. Also, we were fortunate enough to launch the new MyPillow, MyPillow.com, promo code Warren. Buy one, get one free. This is MyPillow 2.0. The staff of the War Room is raving about it because I don't give them a lot of time to sleep. They got to get a great sleep, and they love this. MyPillow 2.0, ask anybody. They absolutely love what Lindell's gone to take this, go next level with this pillow. Buy one, get one free. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. Do it right now. Cortez, I know you get a bounce real quickly. Just explain to people once again what the hunger cliff is that's reported, I think, by CBS News. What yes. is the hunger cliff? And, how, and, and this gets back to the fact of we're not creating great jobs for the American right. working class. What we're doing right. is a flood in the zone with six million illegal aliens to compete with them. And they're bragging about it. Powell's right. bragging about how the, the breaking the wages of the working class. This gets to why you got to be on food stamps. Right. When you, these are tips the government's giving you. This is nothing but tip money, right? And mm-hmm. you're going now. You're going to go for a cl- cliff because the phoniness of the emergency, the emergency uh, authorization he's got, the emergency powers comes due, and that means you're going to stop, you know, printing so much of this money and just spending, right. spending, spending. Steve Cortez. So 42 million Americans literally cannot feed themselves right now. 42 million Americans are on food stamps. That is 6% worse, 6% higher than the worst levels of the lockdowns of 2020. Now, Steve, to your point, I'm not trying to demonize these people. A lot of them are hardworking, okay? They are the working poor. They are middle-class people who simply cannot afford the necessities of their lives under Joe Biden. That's the reality. And by the way, through the foundational problem, which I think you were alluding to, if we didn't have uh, the United States of America, the, the ruling class of this country, sell out U.S. manufacturing and U.S. jobs to China, we wouldn't have 40 million people in the first place on food stamps because they would be making a great living wage here in the United States. We would have maybe 4 million people if we didn't have an open border rather than 40 million American citizens on food stamps. But here's the reality that these tens of millions of people face. For the last three years in most of the states of this country, they have gotten extremely enhanced benefits. In other words, the benefits were more generous. They were juiced uh, to deal with the effects of the pandemic and the lockdowns. 32 of those states coming this March in just weeks are going to go back to regular allocations of food stamps. And what, and what that means is for a family of four, it's a over $300 a month cut 
to their SNAP, which is what it's the acronym for food stamps, to the SNAP allowance. For an elderly person who's on the minimum level of food stamps, they're going to go from $281 a month to $23 a month. And this in an era of double-digit food inflation. So not only are they seeing their benefits massively cut, wow. but on top of that, going wow. into the grocery store, trying to afford food on their own, that is extremely okay. elevated in price. That's why it's being correctly uh, described as, as a hunger okay. cliff that is facing this country. Okay, for the folks out here, you're the chairman of the creditors committee. And I didn't say that was going to be a day at the beach. It's going to be tough. And you're going to be called a lot of things. Remember, MAGA, the deplorables, the extremist MAGA Republicans. Since you're the adults in the room and you're, you're chairman of the creditors committee, remember when you first heard about the hunger cliff. Because you're going to get that put up in your grill when we start talking about the debt ceiling and the cutting massive cuts in the appropriations bill. We can't afford – you're going to have – they're going to be in your grill about how heartless you are, how this is back to Victorian England, right? You're just cruel. You're heartless. All of it. It's coming. The heartless ones are the ones that have stripped this country of its jobs, shipped them overseas, and allowed 6 million illegal aliens to come in the country to compete, to compete with low-skill workers. That's the heartlessness. Cortez, your analysis is always brilliant. How do people get to you? What are your coordinates so people can get to you and get all your content 24-7? Thank you, sir. Yes, please follow me on the Twitter. I'm at Cortez Steve Cortez with an S. Thank you much. Thanks, brother. Uh, Dave Brett, I've asked Dave Brett to join us, the dean of the business. Brett, you have focused on, you know, instead of having the phony financial economy where we just keep printing money at the Federal Reserve to pay for all the madness. Yeah. Right, including the hundred billion dollars and thing, you focused on the real economy and the productivity of it. Walk me through what you got, sir. Yeah, well, this just uh, follows up perfectly with what Cortez just got done highlighting. Right, uh, the jobs. Unfortunately, what I'm about ready to show is not good news for jobs going forward. Uh, you highlighted immigration. Uh, he also highlighted the inverted yield curve, which always, you know, foreshadows the recession coming. And most people out there are used to thinking about a recession in, you know, the way they learned economics. Uh, you don't like a recession, but in the past, uh, they have the, the positive property that they get rid of the bad firms and the rot. The people who made bad decisions go bye-bye. Unfortunately, that is no longer the case. Right now, with the $9 trillion on the Fed balance sheet and the, uh, the massive federal uh, dominance, right, the, the federal spending, uh, they subsidize the failing firms. And I'll get to that in the very close. But anytime you hear the word environment now, uh, you just know that's a subsidy going to someone, whether they care about the environment or not. It's just socialism and the big administrative state coming to the rescue of their friends. And so we don't have a working economy. How do we know that? Well, you go to the leading scholar on productivity for the past 50 years. Productivity has been going down. Robert Gordon at Northwestern is the man uh, recognized by everybody. He's got a new NBER. Uh, that's where uh, the highest end journal articles originate, and they're, they're peer reviewed by the top economists in the world. So he's got a piece in here from the middle of 2022 uh, with some updates to productivity and some, uh, some errors that some folks are making right now. But it, it's not good news again. It, it's more of the same long term trend with productivity going down for 50 years. So if the guys want to put up the first slide, uh, there's your you know 70-year trend. It, it, starting on the left, you can just see productivity is going down, down, down. <clears throat> there's a nice little blip at about 2000. That's the dot-com bubble. 
But then from 2000 all the way to 2023, uh, it's just going straight down. And productivity is your real economy. So when we say the, the real economy is a carcass laying there, uh, that's it with productivity at roughly 1%. And then the question is, uh, what comes next? And so uh, Gordon, in his article, you know, he contrasts that uh, the teens, right? The, uh, the, the 2010 to 2020 decade had only 1% growth. The dot-com uh, era had 3% growth. And the, the long-term uh, productivity was, you know, about 2.5% from 1950, from the end of World War II. Uh, until today. And uh, his paper, I'll put this up at Brat Economics on Getter, goes into some uh, highlights on the uh, the coronavirus and the, the effect of the, on the, of the shutdown on our economy. And uh, ironically, productivity goes up uh, through the roof a little bit in the, uh, the folks who work from home. Uh, but what the paper shows is that is going away. That, that is a big uh, data error. And uh, what we should expect, uh, he says, this assessment leaves no room for a pan pandemic era revival in productivity growth, as has been widely suggested. Instead, there appears to be a consistent growth rate of about 1% 1, 1 in productivity uh, going forward. And so no good news. Uh, he brings the data on productivity right up to the current uh, date uh, today and says, uh, the next few quarters, what you're going to have is rehiring and lower productivity, rehiring from the hiring we had prior to the pandemic. We're rehiring uh, folks back into the economy. That'll actually decrease productivity. And uh, the, the next chart, uh, I can go through the next two in 30 seconds. Uh, the next sure, chart, just look ahead. at the top four bars, the color, uh, the color chart. <clears throat> you got the goods, the work from home folks, uh, the contact services who have to be with people is that little blue bar. That's 2010 to 2019 productivity, all, you know, less than 1%. That's uh, what we're working off of. And for the economists out there, you can, the, the, the 20, 2020 to 22 bars, you can go research that. But you can see the purple bar kind of offsets the blue bar. The purple is positive, the blue is negative. So uh, next slide, I just want to get to uh, <clears throat> uh, one before that. It's a chart, looks like it's a bunch of boring numbers. Yeah, right there. Uh, this thing, you can see the 2010 in the far left, the time period, go down to 2010, uh, and you see the total economy productivity 0 0.64, 0 0.88. And then look at the business versus non-business productivity, right? So this, this is the problem right now with our economy and why we have long-run trend problems. Uh, we're not highlighting the business sector anymore, the small business in particular, where everything's the government and the Federal Reserve. Well, look at the productivity numbers under non-business, right? 0 0.51, 2010 for a decade, negative 0 0.09 in the non-business government and okay. non-profit <laughs> sectors versus the business yeah. sector, right? So there's your bottom line. Yeah. Okay, let, let me yeah. pull the camera back. You hang on through the next break. I know you got to bounce. Here's what it is. Good. The, and this gets back to being chair, the the deplorables being chairman of the creditors committee. This is all a con and a scam. Yeah. All, all this yeah. government spending, the way they juice this, if you don't have two and a half to three percent historically since World War II, two and a half. If you don't, and back in those days, it was real economic growth. Yeah. If you don't have two and a half percent to maybe three percent of real economic growth, real growth, not the phony finance capitalism growth, 
You can't yep. prosper as a society. This is the this is the key point. Okay? All they're doing, and this is going to get to the nasty fights that are ahead of us. The nasty fights are ahead of us is that you as the adults in the room got to say, hey, guess what? This model's not working. And I know it's not working because the bond market's throwing up on it, right? We can't continue to print money. We're burying our kids. There's no jobs around here. You can see that, okay? We have to go to another model. And we're going to do it. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to stop this insane government spending, and we're not going to lift the debt ceiling. We're going to make you. We're going to use that as a leverage point. Brad, hang on for a second, because we're getting down to brass tacks. We're going to go back. We got Dave Brad at Liberty. We're going to go to England and talk about the Scottish Prime Minister because of her transgenderism. Her bill. She is now out. She quit. New Zealand first. Friends, you have to be blind not to see what's going on around the world. We're facing worldwide chaos on a whole new level. And it could all hit home really quickly in the form of food shortages, not to mention sky-high prices for basic groceries. That's why so many people are stocking up on emergency food right now. This food stays fresh in long-term storage, so it's ready when you need it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company, and right now they're knocking 200 bucks off their three-month emergency food kit. That's $200. Just go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com to get this kit. Your kit comes packed with delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Enough to feed one person for three solid months. Be sure to get one kit per person in your family so you don't run out. You'll save $200 per kit by going to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. My Patriot Supply wants to make it affordable for you to protect your family. So don't delay. You get free shipping also. Go to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. Take action. Do it today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um, MyPillow.com, promo code worm. Get This is the 2.0, the Pillow 2.0. Mike's coming out with a whole advertising campaign of this. is going to be amazing. But you get a head start. Buy one, get one free. You're not going to get a lot of time to sleep, so you got to make you got to make uh, use. You need super quality sleep for every hour you get. You do that on the products of MyPillow. Sleep the sleep of the just. Sleep it on a product from MyPillow. Way to start, get the MyPillow 2.0. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. That's what we sleep on at the War Room. We want all the War Room Posse on it, too, so that you're energized and ready to rip. MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. Uh, Dave Bratt, continue. you got, you got a massive closer here, so continue on, yeah. sir. Yeah, well, so as you said, uh, the real economy now is a scam. The administrative state has made its march through the institutions, uh, owning the, the woke CEOs, education, everything. All your folks know that. Take a look at this last chart, right? The, the whole proposition now is the environment uh, dominates and should eclipse anything else you care about. We should give up the entire free market system, our constitutional government and freedoms because of the environment, because it's so important. Well, here's the receipts on the environment. Uh, the curve going straight up through the roof is GDP growth, right? That's all good news. Uh, it's slowing, but it's, uh, it's going up. Vehicle miles traveled. We're traveling a lot of miles. Population is down uh, in the middle. It's blue. It's going up a little bit. Needs to go up more. Uh, 
from from uh, folks uh, inside the borders. Uh, but look at the bottom lines. Energy consumption is about flat. CO2 emissions are going down and aggregate emissions, which just means you add them all up, are going way down and less than they were back in 1970 on the far left of that graph. So we're supposed to give up the engine, the capitalist engine that made us all rich and gave us the lifestyle that's envied around the world on behalf of this environment. What the environment really means is go socialist, go central planning, go ESG, uh, ship half your pension funds over to China, uh, who is socialist and and a totalitarian surveillance state. And so I just wanted to offer up these receipts right here. Uh, that graph right there is just staggering. Uh, when you look at the improvements, it turns out capitalists and rich people and the middle class and the war room folks all do like clean water and clean air. And we've made it happen using freedom. And so that's the grand finale. Dave Brat. Um we're going to get back on. I want to talk about that. I, I love that. I, I have a question or two, but now's not the time. Uh, but it's brilliant. Um, how do people get to you uh, and get all the, the – you're putting up charts and analysis all day long yep. now. How do people get to you? Yeah, just go to Brat Economics, B-R-A-T Economics on Getter, and I post all these charts. Uh, they'll be posted there by the end of the day, and uh, I, I try not to repeat. So I go subject by subject. And then parents, bring your young scholars to Liberty third floor of the business school I'm in all day. I got an open door policy, love uh, meeting the young folks. And so bring them here. God bless uh, everyone. Keep the faith. You're, you're, you're running a great program down there, Brad. Thank you. And thank you for analysis. Thanks, Brady. Steve. Got to get productivity up. Don't get productivity up. You're just going to, they're going to continue to sit here and say you got to print money. Despair for the economy. Let's go ahead and play the cold open for my next two guests. Well, let's step away for a moment and uh, look at other news. And in the past hour, Scotland's first minister, Nicola Sturgeon, has announced her resignation after more than eight years. She's been in the position since 2014. Sturgeon will remain leader of Scotland's government until a successor is appointed. This decision is not a reaction to short-term pressures. Of course, there are difficult issues confronting the government just now. But when is that ever not the case? I have spent almost three decades in frontline politics, a decade and a half on the top or second top rung of government. When it comes to navigating choppy waters, resolving seemingly intractable issues, or soldiering on when walking away would be the simpler option, I have plenty of experience to draw on. So if this was just a question of my ability or my resilience to get through the latest period of pressure, I wouldn't be standing here today, but it's not. This decision comes from a deeper and longer term assessment. Okay, that is a real Trump hater right there. You think New Zealand and, and, and Scotland. Okay, uh, Peter McElvena from Hearts of Oak. I've also have our own Ben Harnwell. Peter, what was the real reason that she essentially got forced out or quit today and shocked kind of the, uh, the, the woke left, sir? Poor Nicola Sturgeon. She's been stressed, dear lover. Uh, but the the real reason is, I mean, uh, the SNP have moved away from being a Scottish National Party, wanting independence for Scotland, and they're really focusing more on a whole 
progressive agenda. Um, so I'll touch on that in a bit. But the main reason was and um, the flack that she has got is the gender recognition reform bill that they've tried to push through and actually was blocked by Westminster for the first time since devolution, I think. Um, and that would have given uh, th that would have given instead of being over 18 and deciding what gender you want to be that day. Actually, that would reduce it down to 16, 16 year olds deciding they want to change gender and also would change the requirement of a two year gap. So for two years, you need to be living in your new assumed gender. It would reduce that down to three months with no medical check. So literally a 16-year-old after three months can then announce that they want to change their gender and they would get the okay. gender recognition okay. certificate. Okay, hold it, hold it, hold it. You, you got to help me out here. And I got hung over a second. One of the best little books out there is How the Scots Invented the Modern World, one of the poorest nations in Europe and, and transformed itself and became a leader. And, you know, the Scotch-Irish here, this is one of the greatest countries on earth. How do we get into this madness? And by the way, it's not just progressive. This group is one of the most radical in the Judeo-Christian West and also the most radical in the world. Am I not? Am I incorrect in that, Peter? Yes, and they're more or less bankrupting Scotland. So over, certainly under Nicholas, Nicholas Sturgeon's eight years as leader of the SNP um, and, in effect, first minister or prime minister of Scotland, they pushed through free tuition, free childcare, free bus passes for all everyone under 22, free prescriptions, so picking up your medicine all free, free school meals. Uh, it was the first government in the world to declare a climate emergency. Now, the only emergency Scotland has is too wet and too cold. Uh, no fracking, they've completely banned fracking. Uh, every child got money to buy a school uniform. Uh, it was the first country in the world to implement minimum unit pricing for alcohol. So now alcohol in the north is horrendously expensive and the Scots are known for being good drinkers. Uh, uh, free children's bikes for everyone. The, the list of freebies is crazy and out of control and basically Scotland are funded by the English in Westminster. Um, uh, but th that's the agenda. I think that will remain. I'm hoping, I'm praying that we have, a ch with the change of leader, that we have a change in direction away from the crazy gender ideology that she has pushed. But I don't know whether you'll have a change in all the freebies and those policies, but there will be a change in direction and probably focusing once more on independence, but, which was the SNP's reason. But, but, for, but, but, but for people that are so uh, common sense and kind of hard-headed, right? The Scotch-Irish here, you get the Presbyterians, you know, the Stonewall Jacksons. You, you, these, are, these are people that when they're focused, you know, they're born fighting, and when they're focused, they're focused. You're not going to get them off it. How did that get – how did the gender – the most radical – parts of the gender ideology take over Scottish political leadership. Tell us how that happened. Well, it happened under the umbrella of independence. I know when I talk to Scottish friends who have voted for the SNP because they want independence at all costs, because of the hatred of the English, um, and that's the SNP's umbrella policy. But many people vote for the SNP and they say, well, you know, we don't like all these other policies, but we need to be rid of the English. And that kind of inbuilt hatred drives them to vote for a party that has taken that because they are the only party wanting independence and allowed them to do everything else they've wanted to. So you've had 
crazy, far, far communist politicians leading the SNP that have abused the mandate they have received for independence and used it for something completely different. Um, now, now, support for the SNP has dropped considerably. Uh, I think there are 20, 20 30,000 members have left the SNP. So they're facing a problem within the party. And I think they have decided that actually Nicola Sturgeon is too divisive a figure. And maybe this gender stuff needs to be put to the side. But it's under that we need independence. And they've been able to slip in a lot of other issues that people don't like, but will kind of nod and accept simply because the hatred of the English. Uh, Peter, how do people get to Hearts of Oak? What's your coordinates? How do people get more access to you, your content, and your show? So at Hearts of Oak on Getter, Truth, Gab, and then on the website, heartsofoak.org forward slash live stream. You can watch all our videos there. Peter, thank you so much. Honored to have you on here. Let me go to Rome and to Ben Harnwell. Ben, you were in in, uh, Commons uh, in the European Parliament as uh, as a factotum. Um, explain to me the madness here. By the way, I should just give you, Andrew, I went over and gave a speech that the uh, Financial Times put on in 17 in, in Scotland right before Christmas, and they had a dinner with the prime minister. It's a big deal. And, you know, I'm up there with all the swells, giving them my, you know, my, my brilliance. And uh, she's supposed to be there for a dinner. She basically said, anybody who worked for Trump, I hate Bannon just a little bit less than I hate Trump. And she didn't come. I think the first time that, that a Scottish prime minister stiffed these guys because it's a big deal uh, wouldn't come, wouldn't want to be in a room with anybody associated with Trump. So a true hater. Ben Harnwell, how did the you see it from Rome, this radical gender ideology? How did this take over the hardcore left uh, throughout Europe, but particularly in Scotland? Well, you know, it's 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 a long transformation, not only in Scotland, we see it right throughout the West. And I think fundamentally the reason is, is with, the, with the collapse of the Berlin War uh, 30 years ago, the left really, once, it's, once the economic platform fell to the floor, it, it spent a generation and a half searching for a new identity. And when, of course, the globalists, the, the World uh, Economic Forum and, and what have you, um, they, 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 they successfully in, inserted into um, the, the reason for being of, of these left-wing parties, but not only on the left wing, um, a totally foreign and alien agenda. And I think that's really the problem that Nicola Sturgeon faced, who I always credited with being uh, quite a... I mean, obviously, I don't support her politics, um, but I always credited her with being quite an accomplished and capable uh, politician in a way that I never rated... The, uh, uh, the 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 um, uh, Jacinda um, Ardern, uh, whom you were referring to a short while ago, the the, the resigned in disgrace prime minister of New Zealand, who I always thought was just basically a waste of space and fundamentally incapable. I would sooner compare Nicola Sturgeon to Angela Merkel, um, who, as again, I'd say, a relatively competent, experienced political leader found herself uh, breaking the back of her own political career because she, um, she found herself um, unable to resist the globalist agenda. Now, in, um, in, in, Germ- in the German case, it was the open borders, um, 
uh, they just had accepted a couple of million um, asylum seekers from, from Syria in a very short time. And of course, that just finished her political credibility totally. In the Scottish case, they, it's um, even though she has, well, you know what, I'll give way for the break and I'll, I'll explain exactly yeah. what went down <laughs> in Scotland because it's absolutely terrifying. Okay. Perfect. I think this may have something to do with the collapse of Christianity. Just saying. Remember, this is Scotland, folks. Scotland. Back in a moment, we're also going to get uh, pick Ben's brain on uh, on the Financial Times getting wobbly on the Ukraine. Next in the war room. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy. And they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon. That is patriotmobile.com slash Bannon, or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code BANNON. That's patriotmobile.com slash BANNON. Or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. The new social media taking on big tech. Protecting free speech. And canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, um, cpat.org slash warroom. Go there, $47 discount. You become part of the live audience. We're going to have a lot more. We're going to talk about it every day about what we're going to do. Also, back here at 5 to 7 tonight, it's going to be wild. we got so much. The Chinese, we got uh, Ohio, we got, <laughs> got AI. 5 to 7 tonight, Pack Charlie Kirk right after us. Ben Harnwell, let's cut to the chase. Correct me if I'm wrong, brother, but what we're seeing in, in this, and remember, this what she tried to force into the on the Scottish people is so radical about this gender ideology. And this is Scotland, the practical hard-headed Scots. This is St. Andrews and uh, and Braveheart for those that have never gone there, right? But it is a fabulous country with fabulous people. And, and they're so practical. They've done so much for America. It's coming here as the Scotch-Irish, right? The born fighting crowd that all the way down from New York State, all the way through Appalachia, right, has added so much to this country. And the backbone, they are the deplorables. How this happened, this is the collapse of Christianity, is it not, sir? It is. Um, and I declare an interest that my grandmother... My late uh, grandmother w- was was from Dundee. Um, it is. I mean, fundamentally, this is the the the, the paradigm that under under rights 
the whole of the political discourse in the West. Um, because Christianity proposed uh, an understanding of man, that every single person was of infinite value, unique, irrepeatable, uh, made in the image and likeness of God. Um, and that's, that's there in the, the Judeo-Christian tradition. And what we've had after two centuries of increasingly militant and hardline and intolerant secularism is the, is the redefining of what man is. Um, basically man being, to, to go back to, I think, is it Greek philosophy, a social animal. But the, the difference is this. And under the Christian, the Judeo-Christian anthropology of what man is, man has his own, um, his own dignity, his own rights, his own value before he enters society because it, it's part of his ontology, if, if you'll let me. It's part of his being, right? The modernist uh, projection says that man only has a, a person, a human being, only has any value or dignity to them once they enter society, because it, it, it's part of their role, their participation in society that gives uh, a, a person their, their value. Well, there are, these are, these are in, uh, irreconcilable uh, contrasting viewpoints. Um, and the fundamentally is because when you have a society built of individuals, you have a liberal democracy. Right? When you have a society which is basically a collective, uh, a, social, a, a social collective, you then have totalitarianism. And what we're seeing as we're moving al along the, the sliding scale here as human history uh, winds along its path is the, the, the receding, the recession of Christianity as the bedrock of our culture is giving way to a, a totalitarian uh, viewpoint, And of course, that's why, as Peter was saying correctly before, that without even thinking about it, Nicola Sturgeon started pushing all these communist policies in Scotland. Idem Angela Merkel, Idem Jacinda Ardern. And it's the same the left over. And this is the reason why, because the left doesn't believe that a, that a human being in and of themselves has an infinite value to them. They believe that they, as the overlords of society, get to say well, what, what the value is for a human being or what it isn't. They can give and take away uh, according to as they define uh, bills of rights and constitutions. That's the horror of the situation that we're moving to. It's something that we as defenders of the Judeo-Christian West are absolutely implacably opposed to. If I, I don't know if you want to, to, to just cover in, in the in the closing minutes exactly yeah, what yeah. what happened in scotland uh yeah i tell you what let's pivot i want to hold that i want to hold that and get a deeper dive on that uh, maybe tomorrow i want to uh, real quickly i just want to turn because i gotta get back to the ft here this the hot new book among all your betters the world economic forum crowd is martin wolf's Crisis of Democratic Capitalism. This is the book, okay, that's out right now. Wolf is the lead columnist for the Financial Times of London. And, and I just got to get to the Ukraine of it all. Uh, before. The new intervention is laden with risk by Martin, Martin Wolf. This is like, gee whiz, this new intervention is laden with risk. Yeah, we told you that a year ago before you killed 50,000 Ukrainian civilians. Your thoughts on this from your seat in Rome, Ben Harnwell? Well, jump one from one of my favorite hobby horses to another one the the, the issue here um about the new interventionism is exactly the problem that we had with the neocon project of nation building it's not so much that these people believe that you can with enough dollars recreate 
um, societies that don't have the cultural underpinnings to, to produce a, a Western uh, law-abiding democracy. The, 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 the problem with nation-building or new interventionism or whatever the, the, the present name is, is that it's an opportunity for grift for the overlords. That's the reason why everyone watching the war room must be opposed to this project because it's yet another justification behind which the sociopaths that misgovern us can take ever more money from our bank accounts, from our, from our money supply and leave us in poverty. Ben, how do people get to, uh, to War Room Rome? How do they get to all the stuff you're putting up all the time? We're going to get you back on probably tomorrow to continue on this because the Scottish question is quite important for everyone in the world to understand exactly how this happened to one of the greatest countries and, and one that arguably invented the modern world. Ben, how do people get to you? Um, it's I'm on Getter. Uh, either go to the app, uh, the Getter app, or, or go to getter.com on your internet browser. Just go at Harnwell and there I am with my, uh, with my contributions. Ben Harnwell, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Uh, ben Harnwell show Grayson Grayson Moa, make sure you know what time it's up, the War Room Rome, and we translate it into English so that you guys can all see it. Okay, uh, Charlie Kirk follows us. Uh we're gonna have be back five to seven. I'm gonna play a little of the Ronnie Jackson, maybe in the five o'clock hour. I got Navarro, I got Monica Crowley, we have some other folks. Uh, but I got to play this, uh, his, his concept of the purge of the institutions of government, something we have to focus on. Okay, MyPillow.com, promo code WARM. You get buy one, get one free. Let's load up on pillows before we see you back here at 5 o'clock. 5 or 7 Eastern Time, right back here, Real America's Voice, The War Room. We're going to be on fire across the country and the world. See you then. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com.
WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.